All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? Actually, it wasn't boo-boo babies. That just came off the top of my dome. <laughs> what was it? Bravado babes. But you know, it's the same thing, BBs. Yeah, BBs. Hi, boo-boos, babes. It's all the same, yeah. Bishes oh. and boys. There you go. Come one, come all. Yes. What's good? How's it going? Pretty good. How's your weekend? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um... This weekend, oh, it was, it was a pretty chill weekend. Saturday, I didn't do much of anything. It was hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything on Saturday. Sunday, I went on a hike. It was hot as fuck then, too. And Where'd you go hiking, Runya? No, um, Griffith Park Trails. Damn! What? You pushed way over there? That's near Runyon. Oh, shit. Kind it's of. It's like in Hollywood. A little further, maybe? Just a little, but mm. it's in the Hollywood area. Okay. And um, probably because I'm used to running, you know, it doesn't seem as far. It was hot. Yeah, it was a smoky hot day. Even if you go early, like you damn near got to go at 6 a.m. and that ain't happening. What time did you get there? Um, Like 8 something. Oh, yeah. Did you have a nice breakfast? 8.30? No, but I had snacks on the trail, so it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> was there a lot of people there? Fruit. Um, It was a... Good amount, not too much. Like people were able to social distance. Mm-hmm. You had your mask on. Um, I had it on me. Yeah, the chin guard. I had it on me. You had a chin guard on. <laughs> yeah, I had it on me. When people got close, I put it up. Yeah, yeah, same. That's hot. But it was just way too hot, and the hot, and the trail was long. And this is like I didn't know this trail. Mm-hmm. We got lost three times. Who was we? But we figure it out. Damn. Now, what if I didn't want the show to know? <laughs> no, but I don't care. It was Crystal. Oh, okay. But God, if I didn't. Then you would have just been like, I'll tell you off air. Right. Then it would have been a thing. And I'm like, who the? No, but yeah, we got lost three times. Okay. Um, Did you guys use all trails? I don't know what that is. It's like an app for like hiking trails and. Oh, no. Like the thing is, I knew how we could get back. It's just that we went a longer way than we had to go. And at this point, it was no longer 830 a.m. It was hot as fuck. There was no shade. Mm, Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was nice. Good. So you had a good time. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I had a chill Saturday as well. Um, I don't feel like I did much. Oh, shit. I just went to the car wash and to the dentist. Adulting. And then, uh, yeah, kept it low key. And then on Sunday, I did a bike ride protest. Bike rides. Black. Bike rides for black lives. Period. That's what I did. So, um, which was really, really cool. In LA, we rode from West Hollywood to Santa Monica, um, about thirty miles, which I wasn't expecting on doing. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't really um, up for, 
but you did it. I did it. And uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a good, good time. Had my mask on, chin guard at some point, mask at others. I was going to say, did you have your mask on the whole 30 miles? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I have my chin guard on, and then when it, you know. The mask and the heat, it's going to be a rough summer. Yeah. Like, But wow. I was like, I was kind of riding in the middle where I was able to have a little distance between myself and other people. So, you know, it was cool. It was a good time, though. It was it was good to be out there, exercise, but make it protest. Right. Make it stand up to white supremacy. So, um, yeah, a good time. And now here we are. Here we are with you. Yeah. So, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with a wee. So, this portion of our show is where we dish tea about pop culture, things happening in the news, sometimes things that are happening in our lives which honestly you're not going to get too much of things happening in our lives because you got to get that tea over on patreon and that's on period i was gonna say it's been a while since that's the hot top true. has been us that's very true we dish we we've been the cold bottom okay <laughs> we spill it all over there on patreon we've been a cold bottom yeah so yeah so yeah we'll be spilling some of our business um coming up soon yeah, with in our a check-in so if you want to hear about us Tap in over there. But for now, we'll talk about what's happening in the news. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap. tap. Well, however it go. I don't even know it well enough. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, we want to say rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Yeah, sad. She, her body was found in the Piru River. Lake Piru. Lake Piru. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very sad and unfortunate. So our condolences go to her friends, family, fans. Her baby. Her son. Yeah. Four-year-old son. Just devastating. Heartbreaking. Heart-wrenching. Like, what the fuck? Um, <sighs> so, yeah. 2020 is some bitch. Okay. She's a bitch. This, is this dog bitch. is shaking to it, yes. <laughs> 2020 is really wild. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And speaking of 2020, we got shut back down in California. Locked up. I don't know. Who else is? I know Atlanta did. Texas uh, stopped their reopening, didn't they? I think they, like, moved back some of their phases. But they're not. I don't know, like, what exactly is shut down. Gavin said everything here. Florida, Disney World is about to open. And that, that is sick. But I think I don't think that they're going to move forward with that. You think they're going to shut that down? I think so. I think so. We can't get it right here in the States. We cannot get Florida, over the COVID hump. My thing is Disney World doesn't need to be opened. No. Like it doesn't need to be opened. California, as soon as I got my wax, we're back on shutdown. At least you got one. I just got my wax. At least you got one. And I cannot go another four months because, baby, when I tell you, listen. Ooh. I was on that table, shaking, shaking. praying, wanting to cry. Mm. And when I got up. But crying is a cringe and a cry. That's their baby. (laughs) When I got up. Almost cringe. When I got up, when she was done. The table was wet. The paper was stuck to my back. (laughs) Pretty. (laughs) Actually, no. The paper was stuck to my entire back. It was like ripped. Like it was ripped apart by my sweat. Actually, yes. It should not be (laughs) Germany, I felt sweat dripping. I felt moisture dripping down my legs. I'm like, I hope I ain't having no secretions. Right. I be hating that. I'm, I'm like, like, I girl, hope nothing's leaking I hope I'm out not of me. Wet. Right. I, be, I hope I'm not too wet for you, girl. Because uh, she is like a little faucet. I'm hoping you know? nothing's leaking out of me. Uh, I be thinking the same thing. The worst feeling, honestly, is when you have to poop. I mean, poot. 
not poop because that's just yeah. next level but every time she tells me to bring knees to chest you i'm like no little air passes that's a, I'm like right now is the time where i would and i'm just like i be having to i know she'd probably be seeing my booty cheeks i mean my booty hole just you know like this you know <laughs> trying to hold it tight. you know how she puts your you know how she applies like a little pressure to the stomach when she's about to pull the shirt <laughs> Don't my stomach be so tight. I know she feels it because each time she's about to like pull, I brace myself and like tighten up my stomach. Yeah, I know she feels it each time because she says, "I'm so sorry." Oh, um, I'm like, hope you didn't fart. I thought you were gonna say you farted. No, I ain't did nothing like that. I would be. So Luckily, I have not farted. I would be so embarrassed. I would probably be like, Jess, I am so sorry. <laughs> I and I'm sorry if that's TMI for you guys, but ladies, you can relate. Let me just you say, I can't do another post-quarantine wax. <sighs> so with the shutdown happening. I don't think um, we will have to. Not that, you know, but shit. I really don't want to go without getting my nails. Done. I get it. You know, I get why we're shutting down. Oh, I'm I get it the, too. The These true realities of problems, being human. It's just a, it's, it sucks. It sucks not being able to tap into your luxuries, the things that make you a put together bitch. Right. Period. Poo. And I just knew I was going to get my eyebrows done again. I'm like, it was just too good to be true. Yeah, I needed my eyebrows done again. It was too good to be true. And you know, I feel cutest when I have my lip waxed <laughs> or to, threaded. At I least like, you know how to do it yourself now, though. But damn, I'm like, I was feeling so cute the first week. Like, I'm going to need ago. to really learn how to do my own nails. Yeah, that needs to be a skill. Let's just learn. Let's just get a kid. Yeah. I feel like I could file like pretty good. I'm really good at filing. Like I feel even like when I went to get my nails done post quarantine, the girl who did my nails was like, wow, you really shaped your nails really well. Where and I think I could get in my cuticles good. Now the cuticles I need help with. So we will have to do each other. Yeah, that would be good. I could do the cuticles. Yeah. And, and then, then the polishing is really tricky. I could polish. Okay. I'm a painter. You Germany see my skill. No, no, no. You no, see. No, like, I can braid hair. I was braiding my neighbor's hair. As soon as it comes time to attach the hair to your hair. Brittany also hasn't let me. I let you. The canaclon slips. And your no. mom let you too. No, you actually have not let me practice enough. That's the thing. I'm not saying I'm a master. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but you haven't even given me an opportunity to practice enough. Well, we come on. Nothing but opportunity. Right. So take as soon as you come back down from the bay. You get ready to take those braids out. I'm putting your next set. Okay. In. The yeah. next set will be on me. Okay. That's on me, me, baby. So for her, get ready. Get your titties ready. Get your scalp ready. Um. Yeah. So we're we're back to being shut down. Huh. Round two of this motherfucking shit. Lord. So brace yourselves because it's t it was tough. There's I been no fun. Little to no fun. All the fun has been happening in my home. I mean, there's been no fun for me. I mean, I'm just saying, but like, damn, I like to do outdoor fun, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's getting tiresome. Yeah, I'm over it. Completely over it. Pray for my mental health because I can't do another. Someone said this. Another we're gonna, stint? Another no, bit? Another shutdown. Like a real. Oh, we're doing it. We're here, baby. I we're know back we're on here, phase but one, like, that's just one. not healthy for me. And they're talking about we might have to be like this for nine to 12 months. What? You heard me. Uh -huh. nine to 12 months mm -mm. Mm -mm. number one nine to 12 months <laughs> my eyebrows again everything i i i i i well you'll figure it out you'll have to figure it out jesus christ because that's what they're saying and then going to get takeout is boring it's just anticlimactic 
it's anticlimactic. Yeah. This is really going to be a challenging time for small businesses, really businesses now, that's everywhere. Really the sad part. So prayers for the entrepreneurs, prayers for people who have storefronts, prayers for the small um, businesses, people who built those businesses and got it out the mud. Yes. Prayers. And now it's like constantly oh, being Lord. in limbo. Can you imagine like, okay, we're your livelihood. Down. Then you're told you can open back up and then we're turned around and shut right back down again. Things were only open for what? Three weeks? Not even a month. Three weeks. <laughs> Wow. It seems like we shouldn't have opened. I don't, you know where, and then you know people where they're wearing their mask. Yeah. You know where, oh, you know what else I'm tired of seeing side sidebar. I'm tired of seeing face shields and no mask. That is not the point <laughs> of the fucking face shield. Well, if you're out there listening, messaging. no, the face shield, you're supposed to have something to protect your eyes, but a face shield just goes over to protect you from the droplet, the eyes. You should still have a mask on so that you don't spread whatever the fuck can come out from underneath the mask. I hate that. I was at the car wash and I seen two older white ladies with the face shields on <laughs> and no mask. And I was just looking like, uh-uh. you're when defeating get, per- all you have is a thin piece of plastic on top of your face. When I fly this week, you better believe I'm going to have on my face shield and mask. I'm coming with full armor of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the blood. Airport. In the blood. And my mom's like, and have your hand sanitizer. You know, she's really. Gloves. You might as well wear gloves. She Put said your wear gloves too. She said, have your gloves, have your hand sanitizer, have your shield, have your mask. Another thing is don't, you need to put your phone in a baggie because if you're touching the gloves and then touching your phone. I just don't phone, need to touch my phone. Which is impossible if you have on gloves. Huh? It's going to damn near be impossible. If you put on gloves and you get in a plane, you're not going to touch your phone at all. You're going to put it away? No. I mean, I maybe. I don't know. I don't know my full plan yet. Okay. Put it in a sandwich baggie. Oh, you're, you're saying operate my phone through the sandwich bag? Right. Oh, okay. Some means it will of work plastic. like that? Yeah. Okay. Some sort of plastic so that just while you have your gloves on so you don't cross-contaminate and put the dirty shit on your screen. Right, it just right. defeats the purpose. Got it. Um, But yeah, prayers. Prayers for the, the nation. Yeah. Man. Because my God. My God. Um, We need to be extending more prayers. Did you watch Red Table? Oh, I'm like, who else are we extending to? Did you August watch Red Table? Yes. Yeah, I watched it. Entanglement. <laughs> now it's like a dance. Entanglement. Entanglement is a word now. So, a couple weeks ago, August had an interview with Yee, Angela mm-hmm. Yee. Mm-hmm. Basically talking about his relate. He talked about a lot of things because the brother yeah. has been through a lot. Yeah, and he was really talking about the documentary to his album, The Complimentary Doc. Yeah, like five part doc. I watched it. Was it good? It was good. It's worth watching. You watched every part? I will part? say, I will watch. I watched every part. Okay, I was thinking about it, but I didn't hit play. No, I didn't know it if good. it was going to be too emotionally taxing. No, no, no. It's good. Okay. It's good. I didn't listen to the album. I'm not an August Alcina fan. Me either. I, I like the singles, like, and I love it. And I love it, you know? What was another song he had? Man, I love this, this shit. That was Man, that. I, oh, what? And I love it. <laughs> Same song. But, but, oh, Same song, I different part. It, okay, that's on the And I love it, yeah. Man, I love this shit. Oh, and what I think other he has some. He, he had another song with, um, with, um. Let me see. Okay. August. Man, I love this shit. He has like a few more that what? I know, that I know of. August Alcina. He had a mix with Chris Brown, I think, and Nicki Minaj. Damn, do I only know I love this shit? Because all these other songs, I don't know. Kissing on my tattoos. Actually, no. I don't know any. I'm telling you, I'm not an August fan. I don't know any songs. 
But he, he, as soon as you put his name in, he's showing up number one. Yeah, August Alcina. Do that. you mind? That's the song that I was talking about. Let me see. How does do you mind go? It goes like this. Yep. Oh, do you mind? Do you, do you, do you mind? This one. Dun, 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 okay, yeah. Dun, dun. Oh, 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 oh. That, they covered that. Yeah. Or sampled that. Okay, got okay, it. Okay, that one. Um. Oh, I didn't know he did I Don't Get Tired. See, there's some songs. There are some songs, but the only one I know is really I Love This Shit. Man, I love this shit. Yeah, I think that was his um number one. I'm going to tell you something too off air about him. Really? Mm-hmm. Something bad? Not nothing bad. Come uh, on, what could I know about the nigga? Shit, I thought you knew somebody that knew somebody. Well, anyway. I know in my spirit. Oh, my God. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Anyway. Okay, so August in his interview with Yee. Mm-hmm. Um, touched on the relationship he had with Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. And so there was already some speculation when he dropped that one song. Yeah. Um, A little uh, bit yeah, ago. Yeah, not yeah, too yeah, long yeah. ago. I think last year in the beginning of the year or the year before. Yeah. Not, yeah. And so, but, you know, she was tight-lipped about it. Nothing was said. So we were like, you know, is he is he crazy? Is mm-hmm. he just making shit up? But then he keeps talking about it. Because in an interview with Yee, he was like, you know, Will gave his a blessing mm-hmm. on our relationship. You mm-hmm. know, I'm okay with it being over because I really experienced deep, real, genuine love. And so, of course, we're looking at Jada like, were you fucking around with August? We need you to say something. Sis. We know it. Well. And you know what else? I believed him from the moment he said it. I believed him too. I was not thinking that that was like false. I wasn't either. I believed him. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly did. I believed him too, to be quite honest. Like I never doubted that he was lying because clearly him and Jada had some sort of a relationship. The way you seen that, when I go back and look at that photo they took at the BET Awards, she, he had her close ownership. A hand was around the waist, the small of the back. Mm-hmm. She was pulled in. They looked happy. They looked like it wasn't a secret. Whatever was happening amongst their home, it wasn't a secret. And it wasn't a secret amongst their home because Jada said that this happened when her and Will were on a break. Will was done with her ass. I wonder what happened to make cause him to be done. I think that she was wanting him to keep her happy. Remember, they had kind of had they that They kind of touched on that. In the earlier episodes of Red Table The one Talk. with her and him, the episode when they were talking about their marriage. Uh-huh. When they decided that they were going to be in a life partnership. Yeah. Um, regardless. Yeah. So... Basically, Will said that he was done with her ass. And so Jada said that she just needed company. She needed to feel happy. She wanted to feel loved. And so she got into the entanglement with. Once she kept saying, I got into an entanglement. She kept saying entanglement. Entanglement. Will said entanglement. What is that? So he said, say what it was. Right. A relationship. She said, yeah, a a relationship. Then why did you say I was in a relationship with August Alcina? The entanglement. Sometimes because Jada, I think she wanted to say entanglement because she didn't want to give it the full credit of what a rela- the word relationship means. But they were together for a minute too. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was short lived. I don't think it was short lived. I don't think it was either. I think that it was. Really I think they had a thing for maybe a couple of years. Wow. Really? A couple of years? Yeah, I think so. At least two. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And when I went back to August's, when I went to August's page, um, some of his posts 
were like really cryptic. Yeah, like I had to. My I found out my sister died. Died. I had to let go of love, and um, I'm dealing with heartbreak. You know, all of this was happening. What year was that? I don't remember. Oh, I, think I think a the couple sister years died ago. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple years ago. And he was like, I'm a father now. But, you know. So I wonder if they recorded that red table before they completely dissipated. Okay, and that was another thing. Jada was saying that she hadn't talked to August in years, but he was just on the red table. But this content could have been recorded. You know, is it doesn't really like timestamp anything. They're not talking about anything technically current. It's just an ongoing conversation. They so, like, basically, that. the red table talk could have been in the making for a minute. Yeah, she could have already had that interview. Yeah, and she just decided to release it. Yeah, once they had already dissipated. That's their what I'm thinking. Their entanglement. Yeah, and even that was what like two years ago, almost yeah. two years ago. Yeah. So it would make sense. They probably started dating two years ago. Maybe they were towards the end of their relationship. The thing is, when she said that he was really, really sick and they, she basically had to like nurse him back to health and then that turned into a love thing. I think she's a Virgo, right? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, I'm saying she, somebody she is was a Virgo. Saying, somebody said, I seen that on Twitter that she was like, it's her need to fix. The codependency. And control. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm a Virgo and let me tell you, tell you but right here. I'm not here. making it by I don't you. want a sick nigga. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not looking for someone to, I'm not saying that I haven't been in situations where I felt like, um. The nigga was sick? No, 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 no. I mean, he was sick. Right. <laughs> but in a different way. But not one. sick. Right, not sickly. He yeah. was sick, not sickly. Like, I can relate. I Ill. can, um, I can relate to having some codependency mm-hmm. problems or issues. Yeah. Like, I can identify with having some codependency traits, but. I mean, it seems like August was really, really in a bad space. He was. He had Guillaume Barre. What's that? Uh, that's a um, uh, um, like autoimmune, autoimmune disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, but I he mean, was also mentally ill. Something else is going on though, because we'll talk off air. Dang. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he has some additional illness going on. I think he has he was, mental illness. Because he was saying, I could feel when my body is breaking down and he has to go get his, like, whatever he has to go get. I'm like, bro, I don't know what kind of shit you got cracking off. We'll talk. Prayers for August, Alcina and Jada. For the so what are your thoughts on the relationship, on the entanglement? On August and Jada's entanglement? I think that it was. In, a, in Will. Poor and, Will. Um, honestly, I think that they're going to be together no matter what. Like she said, and these are her words, not mine. You could be in this house in this joker with somebody and I could be on the other side with somebody and we still going to be in this house. So they're never breaking up. Never going to break up. That's the vibe I'm getting. Like, it doesn't matter what happens at this point that they probably figure it's better to just be together on paper. I don't know if it's romantic anymore. It's probably they're they're together for financial reasons. That's what I think. It's probably too because taxing. they don't have a prenup. It's probably too yeah. It's probably cheaper to keep her in a sense, like you know the quote, not cheap cheaper to keep Jada. I'm saying the like livelihood, and they seem like they still get along well. Like it's still amicable, and they've probably learned to coexist. Like they've been mentioning the unconditional love. It seems like they're really really great friends, great parents. Um, 
And just great, not great lovers. Yeah, not great lovers. Maybe great partners together in the sense of like doing life, making sure that they're comfortable, that Business. things go over well. Yeah, they could live together and maybe the romantic aspect is removed and there's no jealousy. There's no no hard feelings. You could do what you want. I do what I want. And whoever comes into their dynamic has to be comfortable with this whole blended family. That's really what it seems like to me. But I was getting the idea that that this doesn't need to happen again. You know what I'm saying? Like that he, that Will wasn't necessarily okay with it. Like he's accepted Loved that it's through. happened and, you know, they've gotten over it. But that doesn't mean that this is something that he will want to continue to happen. Like another August. August. Honestly, all we can go off is what they depict. They don't want to depict that they're not married. That's not the, that's not the. Or like, that they're swinging. They don't want to depict right, that that's, and And honestly, the, the term swinging to apply to them I don't even think they're swingers. If anything, it would be like more like an open relationship, not swinging like we together. hook up with people together. It would just be she you does fuck what around, she wants. I fuck, he fucks around. Or you live your life and I live mine and we just are still married on paper. Um, but I don't, I think all of that, that was definitely public publicity, like a, a not like a PR stunt, but you know, it was curated. The Red Table Talk. It was curated for oh, sure. Oh, of course. It's, uh, it, and that's her platform. And I think that the, um, the the what they decided to tell the way in which they told the story what they wanted people to see on, on the light of their marriage because mind you this could come off as detrimental to their marriage everything that we see the smiths to be right so there had to also be a redemption story for them and that's really what i think it was it was our redemption story via august that's the way it was painted right. to me B through that we grew stronger period as a unit. the sandcastles we're building sandcastles. Well, we build sandcastles. There it is. They built sandcastles. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. And unfortunately, That's the vibe I got the sandcastle August vibe. was the casualty of the sandcastle. Poor boy. That's the vibe that I got. That's the vibe that I got too, for sure. So it was more like we're on the other side stronger. Bad marriages for life. Why would you say bad marriage for life? I don't know why they said that bad marriage for life. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what was that about? I don't know why they said bad marriage for life. Like, why because, would you want to be in a bad marriage for life? And first, furthermore, you guys are just, um, what is it called? Mm. What is it called when you contradict? They're contradicting themselves because they talked about they've been to therapy. They've grown. They can't see each other without one another. They realize that it's better together. And then you say bad marriage for life, which leads me to believe a foreshadow here. You're forcing it. What I'm what I'm realizing is that it's really not a marriage. They just recognize how to coexist. Like the marriage could be bad, but we're but we're still in partners. This gang gang. That's the vibes. But hey, I don't know. All we know is what they tell us, and they're telling us they're happy. They yeah, they told us that they overcome. When we people shall. are like Jada, um, preyed on August and took advantage of him. Preyed the age gap and the fact that he was in a she probably compromised state cultured pussy on him she whipped his ass into shape she probably said, literally she literally whipped his ass into shape put that thing on him honey wow mm -hmm. so that's that on that yeah enough there um what else nothing else nothing else well there's a little something else what you're gonna tell me off here no, I'm not oh. telling you off. I'm telling you on air because really this is for you girls. Okay. Right now we need you to stop, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram. 
Yeah. That's very important. But when you um, leave nice, sweet love notes in the review section of this show, it helps our podcast gain notoriety. It's basically your Yelp review. So if you're loving what you hear, make sure you let us know. You support like black juicy. Support black businesses. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <we're, laughs> this is a black business, abusing honey. that. No, we're not abusing it. We're saying support black businesses like we should be doing. Period. Mm -hmm. What's up? Okay. So our review of the week comes from Natural Lay. She says, Saving Grace. I'm a new listener. I've been growing out of a dark place, and this podcast has made me laugh from a healthy place. In the midst of my transformation, I found this podcast, one that makes me feel comfortable being me. Welcome. That's what we want to hear. That's a blessing. Safe space. We all should be able to be comfortable being who the fuck we are. Period. Poo. And that's that on that. Yeah. So, yes, please go on, pause the show, leave your rating and review. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Now. We were talking about Patreon earlier. You want to tell the girls what Patreon is? We were? Oh, yeah, we were. Mm -hmm. So, Patreon is a platform where you can really support this podcast. So, it's, a, it's an exclusive community where we provide exclusive content, bonus episodes, affirmations, Playlist, journal prompts. We have a book club. Yes, so tons we're starting of stuff. our new book soon. All about love. All I of the girlies hooks. have gotten their books. Mm -hmm. Mine just came today. So if you want to join our book club, people always ask, "What's the book girl? What's the book club? What's the book list?" Get on over in Patreon, and you won't have to ask that question. Mm, there it is. Um. Yeah. So you can. So and you get discount codes. You get discount codes. Yes, you do. Hmm. You do. Um, yeah, so you can join us over there on Patreon. That information is down in the show notes. It goes down. And let's shout out our new patrons. Go for it. Take it away. So we have Pete and Angel Angelicia. Hey, Angelicia. <laughs> we have Joey. Hey, Joey. What's good? And we have Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Welcome, ladies. To the gang. Hey, y'all. So we know technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping. Yet, mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep. But we deserve better. And finally, the mattress has evolved, thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is for everybody, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. And me, I run hot, so this is perfect. The Purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It's truly a mattress that does it all. What I love about Purple's unique grid technology is that it feels like it's the perfect mixture of sugar and spice. With a lot of mattresses, you know, like they become sunken in because you're too heavy and mm -hmm. you sleep in that same spot. And mm -hmm. then there's some that are super hard where it feels like you're sleeping on the street. Yeah. So purple got it right. Got it right. When they mix the perfect two. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable purple grid won't sink or lose shape. Purple is so confident in what they do that every purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash bravado and use promo code bravado for a limited time and you'll receive $150 off any purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash bravado. Use promo code bravado for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. 
Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. 
But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Um, yeah, so what else we got? Last week. Last week's episode, we took a very lighthearted approach to the episode for last week. Um, and we addressed and read two Reddit questions. So it was, am I the asshole for moving out of my pregnant roommate? And are my parents assholes for spending my college fund? Mm-hmm. So we gave our opinion. You girls let us know what your opinion was. And yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode and you need a little laugh. Comedic relief. Go ahead and get in there. It's there for you because we were laughing our asses off. Yeah, get in there. So if you're new here, oh, um, we were doing a thing where we had a series. Yes. We had series. So in these series, we would pick a topic and all of our episodes would be surrounding that topic. Mm-hmm. So we're going back to that. We took a little break, but now we're Wind back. Wind it back, gal. Wind it back, gal. We took a little break, but now we're back with the series. But now jump we're back off. with the, yeah, I was about to say, but now we're back with the jump off. Goons in the club, case something pop off. So our new series will be called You versus You. Mm. 
There it is. She told y'all. Pretty self-explanatory. You're staring at the woman or man in the mirror. mirror. Damn, it could have been flawless. Sorry. I'm staring. My God, we just can't. (laughs) We're going to let that one go. Just stop. Okay, so you versus you. Mm -hmm. And so our first episode for this series, we're going to talk about quarter life crisis. Mm -hmm. How old are you? Okay. I'm 31. (laughs) I'm 31 too. But a lot of our listeners are in their 20s. And so the quarter life crisis shit is real. We've already had our quarter life crisis. You know, actually, it it can extend for some years. It totally can. It's like the 20s, mid, mid to late 20s into the 30s. Yeah. So this is what basically what a quarter life crisis is. So clinical psychologist Alex I want to say it's folk Mm -hmm. Um, defines this time period, right? The quarter life crisis time period as a period of insecurity, doubt and disappointment surrounding your career relationships and your financial situations. So you can basically consider the equation for quarter life crisis to be life plus love plus money equals panic. Panic. I was thinking about a song. Life, love and money equal panic. What exactly does that mean? So essentially because we are progressing through life. 25 is this kind of pivotal age. And I'm just using 25 as like a a general marker, but it could be a few years before, a few years after, give or take. Right. Right. But when we're in these formative years, likely a lot of us have graduated college. Um, We're either in something serious or maybe not in something serious. And we're really trying to determine what's next for us. It's more directional, right? Mm -hmm. If we're moving in towards our career or our field, or if we're stagnant and standing close, standing still. And this equation, if we don't have things the way we think they're supposed to be, then it leads us to go into panic, to become anxious, to be even come to be, to become depressed. Does that make sense? Yes. So if our life, love and money aren't together or have some sort of then we're in shambles and they can cause panic yes then we're in shambles and i know this feeling all too well i know this fear i'm familiar with this feeling she she's not new here she's not new here yeah and that's like that what they said that this can last for some years and this is a period where you have some intense soul searching Mm -hmm. come on soul and even stress you know because a lot of pain can come from this time Mm -hmm. and studies show that our generation is suffering more than previous generations did Mm -hmm. like not saying that they were exempt from having quarter life crisis but crises yeah but we are experiencing it more Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of factors that come into play with that social media is a bitch for real that's number one up there but because we're experiencing this at a bigger rate Mm -hmm. the onset of depression has dropped from happening in the late 40s early 50s to the mid 20s and it's expected to drop even further and Mm -hmm. we see that with suicide rates happening in young people Mm -hmm. and it keeps getting younger and younger that's very disheartening like the fact that elementary kids are committing suicide like what the fuck you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but um yeah we understand firsthand how painful these quarter life crises can be crises can be because we've experienced it our goddamn selves. What was your experience? Oh, my experience. Okay, so twenty five was the old thirty. It really was. That was the first thirty. Yes. Okay. Twenty five. Like I said to myself, when I turn twenty five, I'm gonna be married. 
I think I said I was going to have a couple of kids. How fucking crazy is that? (laughs) I think I thought that I was going to have a couple of kids. And um, I was going to be making hella money. Mm-hmm. That's really what I expected. The six-figure job was off the off the. Rip. Remember MASH? Girl, $100,000. <laughs> we just swore that was a lot of money. And I'm going to be making $100,000. When I turned 25, none of that was happening. Right. Um, I wasn't married. I was in a relationship, but it was only like about two years. We were like at the two-year mark, mm-hmm. so there was no marriage in sight. Right. The relationship extended longer than that, and the bitch still doesn't have a ring on her feet. Right. But still didn't end in marriage. At 25, bliss. I was not um, anywhere near marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I got to 25, the desire for kids had kind of, you know, faded yeah, a little bit. Subsided. Um, and I definitely was not in my dream career. I don't know. I think I probably may have gotten fired from FedEx, which was for sure not my dream career. But that's where I have been working for five years. Which is fucking sad. I Imagine know. Like, I'm invested in this company and now you And you're firing me? Because they said that I was doing homework on the clock. So actually that which was... you were. I was younger <laughs> when I got fired from there. Even still. The bitch just fired me. But you know what? You know, sidebar. When I was packaging up the Black Girl Bravado <laughs> orders, I said, FedEx prepared me for this. Right. <laughs> Who would have thought that? You see a stepping stone. It's all ste- it all breadcrumbs. When I was doing that H taping, taping method, I Come said, on. FedEx prepared me for this. Who would have thought when I was packaging their motherfucking shit? I would be packaging my own. I never would have thought own. that I would be packaging my own. There you go. I'm proud of you. And that's that. So Lost anyway, um, yeah, I believe I was working... Um, for a job that definitely didn't make me feel successful or accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I remember how I was definitely comparing myself because at 25, that's when my best friend Kayla was getting married. Girl, I was about to echo those sentiments. So I'm like, you're on the track of what we said, what we expected for ourselves right. at 25. I'm nowhere near on the track. I'm not even at the station. I'm not even on the field. <laughs> I'm still stretching in the locker room. So I was definitely having some feelings of comparison mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because my path was not looking like the path that I expected to look look at look like at 25. Yeah. How about you? Um, the same. I was when I was 25. That seems so long ago. I know. I need to write down shit that happened. Pivotal shit that happened at 25. Well, we already knew each other. We did know each other. We were probably talking about... I mean, I think this... We were already doing a show? No, not yet. We were like 27. No, we did the show at like 27. Yeah. So when I was 25, I was... I want to say in grad school already. Mm -hmm. I was already in grad school. I was in a long-term relationship, an LTR. Mm -hmm. Um, I had started expressing, I want to be married. (laughs) She wants a ring on the finger. So you were putting the pressure. Pressure was being applied. No Mm -hmm. diamond was. No diamond came from the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure didn't make a diamond in this case. But but the pressure was being applied. She got a stone on the end. (laughs) A pebble of sorts. (laughs) A lump of coal, if you will. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, you know, I was putting the pressure on my then boyfriend my ex currently and my ex-boyfriend yeah because like kayla my best friend was getting married you know mm-hmm. and preparing to have her first child so uh just all these feelings of like where am i supposed to be like right. i didn't intend back when back when i thought about what would life at 25 look like i didn't anticipate being in grad school that's number one mm-hmm. i thought i was going to graduate and then just start working mm-hmm. um so 
that was already like, okay, I'm sitting here in grad school. I'm, at the time, it didn't feel like I was collecting debt, but I'm racking up debt. The person that I've been with for X amount of years, I want more in the relationship. He's not ready to take it there. Right. Right. So now the love life is kind of like mm, shaky. Right. Um, I was already living on my own, but I wanted to make more money. At the time, I just wanted to be at the $25 an hour mark. Mm-hmm. That was like such a big thing. Remember, we were like, we yeah, want to $25 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was like at 21, maybe 21 and some change. And I'm like, I need to be at $25 an hour. Then I'll feel like an adult. $25,000. That was like the such the pivotal moment. So I was kind of like, damn, I'm not making like hella money. Right. Uh, you know, so there's just like so many different feelings um, going through my head that I, was, I started to kind of be like, dang, this is what it's going to be like. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not married. I don't know when this nigga going to want to decide to be married. Um, still in school and, you know, just trying to figure out. And, and another thing. That's when I realized that I probably wasn't going to be a professor because. Oh, yeah, because that was your initial goal. That was the reason you even went to grad school. Yeah, that was the reason I went to grad school is to teach in the Cal State system. And then once one of my professors shared how much they were making and they were making less than I was, I said, actually, no. Passion, but has to have coin. Passion, coin. It has to be interchangeable. Both. Okay. So once that they were like, I'm making $49,000. Oh, whoa, 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 on holiday. I'm like, I'll be getting the degree and then leaving. Yeah. The buck stops here. So that's another thing I was trying to figure out. Damn, I might have went to school and got this degree and don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah. So just a lot of feelings, you know, but maybe y'all are feeling that way. Yeah. There was a survey done Mm -hmm. and out of 1000 young people that were surveyed, 86% of them felt the pressure to succeed in their relationships, have their finances in order and have their jobs before hitting 30. And I remember that's when I was 25 and the shit wasn't aligned. I upped it to 30. 30, 30. I was like, okay, well, five, 25, not realistic, not, not looking like it's in the cards for me. We'll be there by 30. Yeah. 30 is like that mark in everybody's head. Like, okay, you have until 30. Yeah. Kids. I mean, shit up until recently, I was like, okay, well, 30 was last year. So. Bitch, you might have, you might want to up it to thirty five. <laughs> I think I said that. I'm like, okay. I've been like, okay, no kids by thirty five. Then that, she's definitely not having. Say, I always say that thirty six is my max for kids. She's definitely not. This having. body will not be put through it. Mm-mm-mm. But outside of the pressures we put on ourselves, society places the same pressures on us. Yeah. It's like I saw this meme that said we need to normalize finding love in our forties, being successful after forty. Yeah, like. 25 is hella young. And kudos to the bitches who have it already. Yeah. Great job. Great Great job. job. But if you don't have it, it's okay. It's coming. It's on the horizon. It's on the way. It'll get to you when it gets to you. It's already out there. It just has to make it to you. We were spoon fed like and I think 25 was the age that was like the general marker because Mm -hmm. like we said, the generations, the previous generations, they were working with a different set of cards. First of all, the cost of living was extremely low. Right. They were getting married at 18. Right. So they had the dual income. Or even if they didn't have the dual income, because I know there were a lot of stay-at-homes. Mm-hmm. Um, things were just different. They were. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like that now. It's not. You, we get these degrees. 
we think we should be guaranteed a job after yeah. that you can support yourself. There's people that have multiple degrees that can't even afford to live alone. And that's when the depression starts to set in. And it's like, what the fuck? I've done everything that I was, quote, air quote, supposed to do. Yeah. And I still don't feel like I'm a successful adult. And that's the thing. Like a lot of us are far away from being this air quote, successful adult. Right. Because at least in the, the real depressing part is it because at least when you're young, you're like hip, cool. You know, the fucking latest dance moves, you know how to work TikTok, whatever the fuck, you know, you're you're in the know, you know, all the long, you know, the little this and the yeah. little that you feel like you got it. But then we start getting it's like older. I'm in college. I'm doing what I'm supposed yeah. to do. I'm in college. And you that was the get a thing little, that we like wore as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I'm in college. I'm and you doing. get a little like a little wiggle room like, oh, well, I'm in college. I can go out and drink on Thursday night. That was the thing. <laughs> Going out on Thursday, Thursday nights, nights were the, were the Friday nights night. of college. Period. It's like, yeah. hey, classes are over. We're starting our our, our weekend early on Thursday, Thursday nights. Right. So yeah, once you start getting a little older, like twenty five and up, then it's like, okay, you don't really have the the I'm young to rely on. The I'm in college, you know, right aspect to lean on anymore. We're crippled by our debt because now we're graduated or still in fucking grad school. We're not able to buy any fucking homes because what the fuck the market. Right. We're literally more educated than any previous generation before us, like you were mentioning. Majority of my homegirls have bachelor's degree. Majority of my homegirls have master's degree. I know people with doctoral degrees, which was few and far between like back before, yeah. you know, previous generations. And we're not even able to get the qualified, the jobs that we feel like we're qualified for, qualified careers. Yeah. We're not even able to get entry level positions in most, most places, most times or only entry level. And you got a fucking master's like, come on, man. I'm not like, entry. Right. I, at this point, I'm not entry level. At this point, open up the door, bitch. Right. Like I should be sitting at the table. Where's my seat? Right. You know, so that also creates all these feelings of like, fuck, what the fuck? What is left to get? How can I get there? Right. With the debt, can't buy no property. You know, you need property at this point. Property is a must. It's disheartening. It is. When it feels like these things that you want are out of your grasp. Yeah, out of your It's reach. like, how can I accomplish? How can I get the things that I want? And the student loan payments. The debt is one thing. Paying it off is another. I pray every night for the forgiveness. God. Lord, touch it, heal it right For, now. It in need, Jesus they name. need to be forgiven. Like to be quite honest, we need these student loans to be motherfucking forgiven. They're predatory. Wash them off, Lord, in your blood. They're predatory loans, and I know it's the responsibility of the borrower. Of the borrower, we didn't to, say it wasn't to be educated on the terms of the loan and you know how it works. But no one said a thing to me when <laughs> I was signing my name. Nobody advised me to read it. No one. <laughs> No one sat down and explained to me what I was really getting myself into. Yeah, it's really hard. You know, it's hard out here for a sis when you're trying to get the money for your student loans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hard. on top of that, like on top of these feelings we've been feeling, <laughs> then there's social media. Yes, talk about it. Watching people on Instagram doesn't make things better. Mm -mm. The We're idealists. Millennials Millennials are, are idealists. Mm -hmm. And when we're on Instagram, we're comparing ourselves to the experiences of people who look like they got it all together. They're living their best lives. And we that can the cause gen, the Gen Z's, the Gen Z's who are making more money than me. Now, that's the bar. The Gen Z's who are making more money than me. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. Like, come on. Like we see people dangling the keys. Yeah. <laughs> We see when I see like the high schoolers beat down. Oh yeah. Like the Jody Woods. Yeah. 
I'm like, bitch, I'm 30 plus. You have the lash, the beat, the hair, yeah, the look, the full thing, the clothes, the ensemble. And I'm just trying to make sure I have these nails and you know the basics, toes, yeah, yeah, the nails, toes, wax, wax. You know, the, the feminine basics, <laughs> yeah, covers. exactly. And bitch, you got the she's excelled. She's in the exclusive pack, the luxury package. Okay, <laughs> I have the basics. She has the luxury. I'm flying. What is that economy? She's flying premium. She's flying business class. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, though? No, but really, like, we see people, like, even if it's not, like, the Jody Woods, because that bitch is damn near a celebrity. She's in a different bracket. But she is in a different bracket. But we still. see these people who are who are even our peers who Get a are job doing seemingly field. well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they went a career path that is lucrative, and we decided to do social work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they decided to pursue law or medicine or whatever or an entrepreneurship, something that's bringing in quaint to where they're able to achieve the things that we would like to achieve. And it seems like it's coming easier to them. Yeah. And then we start to be coming easy. We start to become stressed. <laughs> we start to be depressed and mm. we're panicking. Yeah. Sparks up that panic, baby. So according to the Harvard Business Review, the quarter life crisis, as we said, often spans across several years and it includes four typical stages so these stages will help you identify and also make you feel like you're not fucking crazy if you're in this stage you've gone through these stages and for our younger mommies you'll know what the fuck to anticipate you get here right because you will get here tools for your toolkit Mm -hmm. so stage one this starts with a feeling of being locked into a commitment at work or at home um so you may take on a job rent an apartment enter a relationship but then feel trapped and pretend adulthood mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're working. You're in a relationship. Right. But it doesn't feel right. You're not. It's really not necessarily ideal. Right. right so this right. is a first stage, kind of like what you said in the beginning. You were in a long term relationship, but the marriage didn't look like it was happening anytime mm-hmm. soon. So it's like, what the fuck are we even doing? Right. We should be progressing into the next stage right now. Instead, we are. Regressing. And we're not. Yes. So stage two, so something life altering might happen. You leave a romantic relationship, you might lose your job or stop being friends with someone and you become separated and lonely. Um, a lot of this happens too among, amongst our friend groups. People are, like we said, go, growing in different directions, right? Yeah. Either your really good friends are moving forward along the path of fuck expectation, right. getting married, having kids, and you aren't, or vice versa. Maybe you are and they aren't. And then you find yourself kind of isolated or you get fired from your FedEx job that you've been <laughs> in for five years. Yes. You decide that maybe the career path that you thought you were going to take no longer make, meets your needs. There's just a sense of loss here. Yes. And so then you find yourself in stage three. Mm-hmm. So this is the worst part of the crisis. You're reflecting and recalibrating plans, feeling alone and isolated. You may look back over your years and question what your life may have been like if you had took a different path. Like, what if I would have did that biology degree? Yeah. What if I really would have stuck it out? Then I would have been in medicine. Then I would have been balling. Then I wouldn't have had these motherfucking issues. Right. Then I could have met a husband. <laughs> Whatever. It, turn, yeah, the the, what it if. turns into what if, if I would have done this. And you might start having some regrets or you may start reflecting on when times are easier. Like when you were in college and you had no worries, when you were at home and you had no bills. Mm -hmm. It's just a time where you're really like deep into your thoughts and trying to figure out what the fuck, why the fuck. Yeah. And then we get to stage four, beloveds. Um, So eventually you go out and explore new hobbies, interests, and social groups. So you're on the other side of the crisis, happier, you're more motivated, and you have a greater sense of clarity, right? So 
essentially, maybe you're graduated. Maybe you've accepted, hey, I have student debt. It is what it is. Maybe you start, like they said, deciding on joining new clubs, meeting some new folks where your happiness can shift and you can think about the things that you're currently doing, currently making you happy. And it doesn't have to be about all the bad shit that was once behind you. Yeah, you pivot. And maybe you got out of that sick relationship. My sunshine has come. And And I'm I'm all cried out. And there's no more rain in this cloud. My sunshine. (laughs) My sunshine. That's it, right? Yeah, so this process can last for years and it can also repeat itself. Mm-hmm. So don't feel or come hard, come down hard on yourself if you're like, I didn't already been through this. Why am I here again? Shit happens. It does. You know what I'm saying? It does. And although that, it, although it's a painful process, it's definitely a great moment for growth. Mm-hmm. So now you got to overcome. We grow here. And this is how you grow. We're going to talk about some some ways to overcome. We shall overcome someday. Right. So the first step in overcoming or the first tip is to understand that you're not alone, right? You have to have honest conversations with your friends and you'll find strength and support in shared experiences. It was really nice personally for me when um, my friends were doing different things that Brittany and I were kind of on the same page around the same time. It was kind of like, okay, this makes sense. I'm not the only one not getting married. I'm not not that the misery loves company vibe. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) No, but... If you're in such a small uh, like group no, where people are doing things where you're not doing it, then you'll start to feel even worse. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't. You start comparing. That's all you do yeah. is look at your relationship and be like, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we move together? And then you start trying to rationalize and find ways where you can like bend Become but not more break. aligned. Yeah, like, okay, well, if you don't want to get married yet, let's get a place together. Right. Like, that's kind of like we're doing it's the adult progress. thing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what I find most refreshing is that you find somebody who you can lean in and lean on yeah. in a healthy way. For sure. Right. That's important. Yeah. Community. So be vulnerable. Be mm-hmm. open and um, share your experience because you'll be surprised about how many people are having the same experience as you. We said 86 percent. Yes. So another tip. Listen. Mm. Listen to your inner voice. Just like that. A Forbes article said that your life purpose doesn't yell at you with whispers. So what does that mean? You need to be listening. It's like this. It's not going to be like this. Right. It's going to be like that. Yes. So it's hard to decipher what authentically interests you or is for you if you're stuck in a comparison trap or trying to follow someone else's blueprint. Tap into what excites you and brings you joy. You bring me joy. Especially with social media, because we'll see something working for someone and we'll try to duplicate that or mimic that. And we'll find ourselves either deeper into the crisis, Mm -hmm. unhappy, unfulfilled. We can't do that. You have to find out what works for you. And veggie backing on that. Try new things, right? If you're tapping into what excites you and brings new joy, maybe that means a new hobby. Maybe that means new people. So you may not know yourself as well as you think you did, like at one point. Maybe new things are, you know, revving your engine. Maybe that man ain't doing it no more. Dead. I'm just saying. You know the vibes. You grow, yeah, you, have you learn. you to be open to trying new things. And, yeah, get out um, there. Just put your feelers out there because we can become really set in our ways, especially as we get older and we feel like we're supposed to have it figured out. What am I doing? Trying new things. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. You're never too old to try something new because you never know what might stick. So don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Try some new shit. 
We thought we were so old at 23 and 24. That sounds ridiculous. We I wish we I had so a different mindset back then because I was really aging myself. I was saying the other day when we were on our walk <laughs> <laughs> that um, staying in a long-term relationship unnecessarily was like doing a marriage without being married. Yeah. Like, why do we, why with this mindset that we have where we limit ourselves or set these by 25 i need to by 30 i need to sometimes we stay in situations longer than we need to stay in and then once we really do get older we'd be like why did i Mm -hmm. give away so much so many of my precious years and and honestly (laughs) they say no seriously it's so funny like hindsight is 2020 you don't think that your 20s are your precious years but oh baby they're really they are precious gold gemstones. They are really precious. I mean, yeah. not that the 30s aren't fun, and I'm sure that there's something precious about the 30s, but yeah. time-wise, 20s is it, baby. 20s? 20s? <laughs> Those 20s? Oh, honey, you don't get that time back. It was 20-something. Seriously, because you know why? Then you get to the 30s, and then you're like, okay, something really got to hit. Yeah. You really feel, and, and this is could be perspective too. Maybe I'm going to look back four years from now and be like, I had time. But 30 is a new 20, nigga. I'm, I'm still so high still. Yeah. I thought it was 30 is a new 40, but you flipped but it. But I totally. flipped it. Yeah. But it's like 30, I think 30, there's just more of this um, pressure. We'll say pressure because now it's and really. And responsibility. Yeah. Pressure and responsibility to really have it like, you're not figured out, but well on your way to having some shit figured yeah. out. You really ain't in the play stages. At this point, you need to be working a great job or have some sort of financial security. Right. Um, if your entrepreneurship, it needs to be booming. You need to be setting money I mean, aside. I think you need to. It's just, it's just seems, it's not impossible though. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Definitely. But I'm saying personally, I'm like, okay, what's popping? <laughs> Jack Harlow. Hmm? What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I could pass that bitch like okay, Stockton. Like, Come on fuck? now. You see, you're not that as it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30. I'm just saying like, you know, even even if you want to just be, call it a buck. I know people have kids later, but that be in my mind a lot. You know that. Well, I mean, I know because just genetically. Yeah, I've been walking with these eggs for a good long time. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so if you got 35 and you didn't have kids, would you freeze your eggs? It's not that's even, that's <clears throat> what people do. Like once I know that's what Latoya did and Latoya from Destiny's Child, Latoya Luckett. When she turned thirty five, she froze her eggs and then she ended up meeting Tommy. Um <laughs> short, <laughs> she ended up meeting Tommy shortly after. And now they're on baby number two. So if you really want kids, I don't think you should just count yourself out. No, okay, but like how old is Latoya Luckett? Thirty eight? Let's look it up. Okay. Cause I also think about the like difficulty of actually carrying the child the older you get. Like it, it physically is harder. My nail appointment just got canceled. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it physically, it physically is different. You know, like your body is just different. I think thirty six. I, I don't. She's thirty nine. Thirty. Yeah, I know. And they're on baby number three. No, baby number two. He has one. Okay, baby number and two. And now they have two together. Um, and I mean, she still has youth in her bones. Yeah, youth in her bones. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't count So if you really wanted a kid. That freezing of the egg thing is very celebrity. It well, if you had the cheap. means, if you had the means, because it's not cheap. It's uh, definitely a privilege. Hopefully the Lord says the same and I have the means. Okay. Otherwise, um, he going to have to give me the natural route. And hopefully we could do this by 36. <laughs> I mean, people have kids at 50. Oh, I know. I just don't want to be one. 
Because if kid at 50 means like 70, they're 20. I'm 70 and they're 20 and that just don't hit right for me. <laughs> that don't sit right for me. So I'm hoping I could just get it knocked out um, you know, at a reasonable time. Otherwise, I'll just be a TT forever. <laughs> and that's gonna TT be what Germany. Gonna, that's it. You're gonna TT and that's the right. period poo. So yeah, what else are we doing? Um, you also want to examine the root cause. So it's easy to be weighed down by family expectations and life pressures because oftentimes we're too close to the situations. It's a good idea to take a step back and write down what you're feeling anxious about, whether it's not saving enough not saving enough money, student loan debt, unfulfilled relationships, not working in your current field or being adequately compensated for your work. Write the shit down mm -hmm. and this will allow you time to reflect and address the real issues and possibly put you in a better position to freely discuss your feelings with someone else. Clarity. Yeah. And yeah. you can do that in your journal. Yes. In your Black Girl Bravado journal. Signature journal. In your signature journal. You know, I need to get back into journaling because I started off quarantine strong and then I kind of tapered off with some of my habits and routines. As it became normal life. Yeah. <laughs> but now that we're going back under. You're going back. I don't want to go under. Yeah. So I need to implement my tools again. Yeah. Bringing back your grounding practices. Yes. Um, be kind to yourself. That's the next tip. Uh, don't become your own worst critic, right? We have to realize that these crises don't last forever. We're coming out on the other side of this, beloved. You have the power. We're understanding. <laughs> <laughs> We're recognizing that it's real and it happens, right? Yes. But we also are letting you know that you can make it out on the other side. Mm -hmm. Period. Pooh. And we don't know when. No. But you can make it. And you know what you need to realize? Bishop always says this. You might be going through it, but you're going through. Right. You're get you're coming out on the on the side of right. Period. Of light, beloved. Yes. What else? And I think we just really need to let go of the timelines. That's let what it go. really restricts us, the timelines yes. and the ageism. It makes us feel like we're not doing enough in enough time. And if we just let go of that time piece, then we would really relieve some of the pressure and stress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's an everyday. It's going to happen when it happens, and we just really have to go with the flow. That has been my um mantra. My new quarantine resolution is to just go with the flow with things because that's all a bitch can do without being stressed. Yeah, and I think the timeline thing is an, is an everyday ongoing practice and like keeping that in the forefront of the mind because even if you aren't going through a quarter-life crisis, there's always – like moments where you're like, okay, this year I'm doing this. This is the year for that. Right. You know what I mean? And you put these timestamps on yourself instead of living with intention and just being honest and authentic about your experiences and then what will happen will happen because it'll be in alignment with whatever it is that you're supposed to be receiving. Right. At that given time. And you know what else is in the Lord's will. That part. We ain't taking that out of it. And it's already written. Period. Before you got here, that, when you were formed in your mother's womb. And now we are at the pulpit because that's <laughs> what happens. We write down these plans. Yeah. We have all these dreams, aspirations, and, and the And I don't even agree. And they're not even in plan. Right. And that's why we're faced with so much resistance a lot of the time. So we just have to, like, let it go. Let go and let God bring that one back. Yeah. Well, I need back, gal. Um, lastly, speak with someone. Mm-hmm. And that someone can be a mental health professional. Yeah. Preferably, it should be an, an unbiased person. Like yeah, friends and be. family are great, but somebody with an unbiased perspective. Yes. Where you can confidently speak to, you know, someone yeah. 
is great. Yeah, because when you speak with these professionals or trusted individuals, you're not only able to rationalize your problems, but you can work towards solutions. Mm-hmm. They can give you tools that you do not have. Mm-hmm. And I still need to set up my appointment. Well, we're going back under, so this is the perfect time. I know. So that's that's this is all we can tell you. You yes. guys call us your big sisters. Listen to your listen sissies. to your big sisters listen because we have been through going through and like we said it happens like I feel like it's kind of cyclical, you know? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like I'm out, sometimes I feel like I'm back in. Yeah. Hopscotch. Yeah. Double dutch. Yeah. Yeah. But I I'm always faithful and hopeful. I always know that I won't stay. Hold on to the keys. (laughs) Yeah. Faithful and hopeful are the keys. Yes. That's what we're doing. So um, we want to remind you, if you need some assistance with your grounding tools, we don't know if if your shit is closed back up, if your city, if your state, if your county is closed back up. But we do have grounding tools in our shop at theblackerverado.com. We have great tea to help you with your morning routine, your night routine, your bad bitch routine, whatever that looks like for you. Yes. Journaling, Palo Santo, Whatever it is, we candles. have it. Candles. We have that for you. So pop in at theblackgirlbravado.com. And we really don't have shop. a lot. I'm going to no. say that right now. No, I'm looking at it. We really don't have a lot. A handful of tings. Um, so get it now. Yeah. Once because we're going to be gone. working on some new tings. Yeah. This is it. But yeah, this okay. is a perfect time for you to go inward and go upward. So visit us at theblackgirlbravado.com. Black, black backslash shop. Alrighty, and we will chat with you all next week. Bye. Love you.